Lately, I've been having conversations with my friends, colleagues, and clients. And the topic other than the pandemic is about work and how there's so much to do, more than ever. And the sentiments are mostly the same. We all thought that working from home or having a hybrid working setup would help us in managing our time better and have more time for ourselves. The reality is, most of us feel like it's far from the truth. And I feel like it's the right time to revisit the one thing that helped in giving a simple approach to productivity, reduce distractions, and focus that leads to better chances of success. Hi, I'm Day and you're listening to The Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. The one thing that we will be talking about is The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. The One Thing is really the title of the book. Sorry if you got confused. Anyway, here are some of the interesting takeaways. One. One single question can get you to figure out your short and long-term priorities and goals. Two, focus is about learning what to say no to. Three, personal life should never be sacrificed for work. Before having any violent reactions for the last takeaway, I just wanted to say that I too had the same reaction where I knew that personal life should not be sacrificed But it was just so hard to put into practice when work actually helps you survive and puts food on the table. But I realized what it really meant and what was needed for it to work. Now I'm able to practice all these three takeaways most of the time. (laughs) Because let's be real, life is not that easy and I'm still human. So without further ado, let's talk about that one thing, that one question. So here's the question. What is the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary? This is called the focusing question, and it is what the book is all about. It's like the Pareto principle, the 20% of the input gives 80% of the results. And this question is not a one-time thing. It's a constant question that we have to ask. It can be applicable to things such as our to-do lists. Everything might seem important, but we must be honest and not lazy enough to ruthlessly drill down on each task to prioritize them. Asking ourselves, what is the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or necessary? This makes us prioritize and focus on a single thing. The author mentions that there are two levels to this question, macro and micro. For example, the ultimate goal is to fly a plane across the Atlantic. Then focusing on the macro, the bigger picture is to be able to get a pilot's license. With this, flying will be a lot easier. But the smaller details, the micro level, is asking what we can do right now. This would probably give us the answer, signing up for flying lessons. So once we have the macro level set, In this example, flying across the Atlantic, it would be easier for us to figure out the immediate next step. It's just asking, what is that one thing I can do right now, such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary? So when we're talking about the macro, it's more about what is the one thing I can do? It helps us figure out the direction of our life. If we're talking about the micro, it is about what I can do right now. And it can help us understand how to reach our goals. A personal example would be, I love teaching and sharing knowledge. And the answer to the one question was that I wanted, at that time, to teach formally in a university and find a way to make learning more accessible without people questioning me. 
Of course, I had an issue with people questioning me since I knew that I did below average in school and I didn't really like education. Anyway, in the macro level, I had to get a PhD. In the micro level, I had to get a master's, actually apply for it and finish it, and go for a PhD. Those broke down into other tasks such as where to get the money, which school I can actually afford, and all others. Interestingly enough, my first micro step, which was what is the one thing I can do now, was go to my former teacher and ask him how to get a PhD. It was a bold move and it was really embarrassing at start because I'm sure my teacher thought that I was joking. But that led to the next one thing and the next till I got my degree. So ask yourself, what is the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary? Then when you have the answer, go on and asking, what is that one thing you can do right now? And why does this actually work? Here's a quote from the author that sums it up nicely. And I quote, It is not that we have too little time to do all the things we need to do. It is that we feel the need to do too many things in the time we have. And it's like what I've mentioned in the previous episode, where I said that we seem to be doing more and more every day, but achieving less and less. And it's because we don't take time to pause and ask ourselves the focusing question. So in the end, we try to compensate by doing whatever we can to fill up the time we have so that we could feel productive. But once we have the answers to our focusing question, this leads us to the second key takeaway, which is learning to say no. One of Steve Jobs' quotes said that, you think focus means saying yes, but it actually means to say no. And he practiced what he preaches. When he returned to Apple, he cut the products from 350 to 10. That means he had to say no 340 times And of course, if you consider other things more than that, but when you see where Apple is today, it is already proof of the wonders of what saying no can do. In all honesty, the focusing question is the easiest. Understanding the focus and saying no to all other seemingly important and urgent to-dos is what is hard. So here's a quick tip. The best way to make saying no easy is to make ourselves unnecessary in the first place. For example, If employees keep bothering us with the same questions, creating a frequently asked questions page or document and automatically directing people to that is something that we could do. Since making ourselves unnecessary gives us time to work on things that are necessary. Lastly, let's now discuss never sacrifice personal life for work. And this quote by James Patterson is an amazing metaphor. Imagine life is a game in which you are juggling five balls. The balls are called work, family, health, friends, and integrity, and you're keeping all of them in the air. But one day, you finally come to understand that the work is a rubber ball. If you drop it, it will bounce back. The other four balls are made of glass. If you drop one of these, it will be irrevocably scuffed, nicked, perhaps even shattered. Maybe you heard of this before, but it's a really good reminder. But there's a danger here too. It's easy to use personal life as a scapegoat or an excuse not to do proper work. And we can see this with the whole hashtag self-care and hashtag mental health. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm all for self-care and mental health. But once it is used to get away from discomfort, knowing fully that it can be managed, that's what's bad. 
With that said, there can always be another phone call, another pitch, or whatever for work. But you can never undo a missed birthday dinner, forgotten date, or chronic pain. And as long as we are working on our one thing and making sure that when working, we are using that time to do what's most important, then we do not need to worry too much. This book might be misleading in the sense that we can just keep asking ourselves the focusing questions and be done with it. But that's not the point of this book. The other things that are mentioned in this book are the ones that support the question and make sense of everything. So let's review some key points to understand the content of this book better. When setting goals and prioritizing work, failing to think big can limit our opportunities. We have to prioritize our to-dos and we have to understand that they're not all equally important. And the only way to know this is to be honest since one will always be better than the other. Asking the focusing question will help us prioritize create actionable tasks, and achieve our goals. Since we are human, we will always be diverted from time to time. So how do we avoid being diverted from the one thing? We have to be disciplined, and a good way to be disciplined is to form habits. We have to accept also that multitasking is horribly inefficient. We have to pick one thing and give it our undivided attention. As much as we want to say our willpower is unlimited, It's like a fuel tank. We have to choose carefully where we use it or we may run out when we really need it. And saying no is one of the best ways to not get diverted. And to achieve great results in pursuing the one thing, living with purpose and visualizing the steps to get to the goal will set us on a path to extraordinary results. We should never compromise on our personal life for our professional goals. Instead, we should prioritize work time ruthlessly. And to focus on our one thing, we need to use effective time management strategies and accept some chaos in other areas. So now that we know that success comes from focusing on one thing, not many things, what's that one thing for you? And that was a quick summary on The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Here are some actionable steps that we can do now. Prioritize our to-do lists. If we want to work more productively, We have to realize that not all of the tasks on our to-do lists matter equally. Some will always be better than the others. With this mind, we should always try to prioritize the ones that are likely to contribute greatest to our successes and then work on these highest priority tasks first. Next is we can ask ourselves the focusing question at the start of every day. What is the one thing I can do right now such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or necessary. If we're able to do this properly, it will help us prioritize our tasks and simplify our lives. And lastly, we should stop multitasking. We cannot focus effectively on two or more things at the same time, and it's been proven already time and time. When we try to multitask, what we are really doing is switching our focus between the tasks, which comes at a cost. We're more likely to make mistakes and work less efficiently. We have to decide what the most important thing in the moment is and give it our undivided attention. I always say that knowledge is not power, it's potential power. And the only way to have that power is to take action. Those were the actionable steps, and now let's do. Till the next episode, this is Day, and thank you for listening to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment.